0: Good afternoon, Lancaster. Welcome to Lancaster Connects. I am your host, Ben McClure, broadcasting live from the Gardeners Mattress and More podcast studios right here in beautiful Lancaster County. Uh, I noticed as we're watching through the uh, that intro video, uh, we've had a number of furry pets and animals on the on the podcast in the past. It's been a little bit, so maybe we got to find some some shows with some furry animals. I think the uh, the viewership goes through the roof when there's like a dog. Or a baby, you know, like a puppy, something like that on, on the screen. Anyway, uh, got a great guest today. We'll get to, uh, Michael Cahill from team, Jennifer Cahill charities in just a little bit. Uh, my co-host, partner in crime, Jeffrey, uh, still not feeling well. So, uh, we wish him the best at home, uh, in his recovery there. Uh, got a little respiratory thing. So, uh, wouldn't be a great, great thing to have him, uh, you know, uh, here, uh, in person. So. I uh, hope he's doing all right at home and, uh, he just needs to rest up there and come back next week for next week's show. Um, so again, here we are, Lancaster connects. It is Monday, the 15th of, of January. I mean, I feel like the month, the year just started, uh, new, new year's resolutions and all that. Um, but here we are halfway through the month. Uh, I wanted to take time and mention three things we've got. Uh, our sponsor for January uh, has to do with, uh, there they are, Universal Athletic Club, uh, all about resolutions, right? New Year's resolutions, new, new you. Uh, Maybe some of you are on a new fitness path, health, well-being. You're prioritizing health and well-being and you're on a new fitness path. Universal is a great club. I was actually there this morning at 5 a.m. doing an hour-long workout with my trainer, Sean, right there in the middle. Uh, Sean, Sean has a little bit of a, Struggle going today. He is a Cowboys fan, and um, he was getting it a little bit this morning <laughs> in the gym. And um, of course, uh, I know producer Chris is a is a Lions fan, so he's he's in the background. Maybe go Lions. Um, I'm, I'm, I know he's happy. And tonight we've got the Eagles. Who knows what Eagles team is going to show up? But anyway, back to our back to the show and back to the sponsor. Uh, Universal Athletic Club is our January sponsor of Lancaster Connects. They are a fantastic uh health and wellness center. Uh, and it's more than just, you know, classes and weightlifting. Uh you see their their big uh revamped uh, w- uh weight training floor there. Um they ha- also have within their facility called the Renewal Center, which is a uh really a um a different way of approaching uh health and well-being. There's uh the renew- uh, renewal center website right there. A lot of anti-aging and anti-recovery, or, or I'm sorry, not anti-recovery, you want to recover. Uh, a lot of different therapies and modalities within the Renewal Center to help your body uh, rejuvenate. Uh, some people do this daily. Uh, they do the red light therapy, stretching. Um, there's a massage chair there. There's other, uh, let's say you have an elbow injury or knee, hip, and you need to rehab. Uh, there's magnetic therapies. There's a lot of different, again modalities that you can utilize within the renewal center to get that body rejuvenation uh so again some people will do it uh before a workout after a workout um they have compression therapy i've tried that on my arms and legs uh and i think every time that that i'm in there i see people doing uh a number of the different modalities there so uh definitely keep the uh renewal center uh for at in universal athletic club in mind uh, in fact they they've got a uh, a, a, an offer right now through Lancaster Connects. If you mention Lancaster Connects, uh, when you sign up for renewal, the Renewal Center and some of the classes, kind of an a la carte thing, you can kind of pick and choose what you want to do in the Renewal Center. And you don't have to be a member. Um, anybody can use a Renewal Center, but it, uh, you can uh, take advantage of eight of the different modalities within the Renewal Center at different times. You can pick and choose when and where, uh, or I'm sorry, when uh, you want to do them. But 99 bucks. All you have to do is mention Lancaster Connects and you get eight of those, uh, renewal center services, uh, right now, uh, through the end of the month. 99 bucks. Mention Lancaster Connects. Um, so thank you to Universal Athletic Club for being the sponsor of Lancaster Connects for this month. A couple other quick things at Gardner's, uh, watchers of past episodes know that in November, uh, we ran a contest, uh, that we ran again in December. Um, where we were collecting food donations that we were donating to local food banks. And all you needed to do uh, to, was bring in a food item or multiple food items. Uh, but if you brought in a food item, you got a ticket for each of those food items. Let's say you brought 10 items, you get 10 tickets. You were entered into a contest to win a $500 Visa gift card. Uh, our purpose, we wanted to make the biggest food donation we can to local food banks. Uh, we kind of have a perpetual food drive here that we run uh, where we pick up food from customers on deliveries and we donate the, those, those food items monthly, uh, to the local, some of the local food banks. Well, in this case, it was just, Hey, drop off uh, some food items, enter into the contest. Uh, we pulled a winner. Uh, we pulled a winner about two weeks ago and we we're going to announce it on last week's show, but I blew it. I totally forgot. Anyway, we picked a winner here. Uh, Terry Quedenfeld is the winner from, uh, December's contest. For the five hundred dollar Visa gift card through our food donation uh, program that we did. Uh, right now we're we're pausing that, but uh, keep it uh, keep your eyes and ears open. We'll do these again. Uh, we want to try to make the you know biggest impact we can uh, with these local food banks and uh, of course in the community in general. It's why we do this show. All right, last order of business is probably the cutest order of business. One of the cutest order of business we've had on the show uh Girl Scout cookies it's Girl Scout cookies season uh, I think Chris has some maybe a website uh or a picture to pull up here um we have a friend who has a daughter there she is Caroline um I mean she is a Girl Scout she's selling cookies how can you not buy Girl Scout cookies from Caroline um uh she has a website which uh, I think Chris will put up here on this on the screen and uh, it'll be uh in in the videos uh there um But she is uh selling Girl Scout cookies. Uh uh, you know, Girl Scout cookies for me, like I've I've got a number of different favorites. The the caramel delights are awesome. There's a peanut butter and chocolate cookie that's awesome. But I can't have those now because I'm I'm uh wheat-free, gluten-free. But they have a gluten-free cookie now. And I actually, before the show, I ordered two boxes. So um we'll get the details out there. Um, but I just wanted to mention she's got a goal. Uh, when you go to her page at the top, you'll see the goal. I think she's needs to sell 60 some more boxes of cookies to reach her goal. And, um, you know, they, they can ship to you. She, she can uh, personally deliver them to you if you're here in look local in Lancaster. Uh, but definitely, uh, give her some support. Um, and of course, anybody in your family or neighborhood that's, uh, selling Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. You know, it's a six dollar box of cookies, but it goes to an awesome, uh, uh cause and, uh, they're fantastic cookies, so why not? Right, kind of a win. Will <laughs> she says it all there? They're delicious, right? And how how can you not buy from Caroline? So there there it is, sixty nine packages left to go. We're trying to help her reach her goal there. Oh yeah, caramel delight peanut butter patties. Those those are my my jams. But again, I can't have those now, so I did the gluten free got a couple of the caramel chocolate chip gluten-free cookies. Um, but you know, whatever your jam is, some people, you know, thin mints, um, peanut butter sandwich, whatever, they're all, they're all good. Uh, they all count the same towards her goal. So, uh, if you can support her, uh, support a friend and their family, uh, that would be, that would be pretty cool. So there's some of the links, uh, in, in the, uh, in the chat there. Um, give it a, give it a look there. All right. Well, I think that's enough uh of the introduction part of the show. Let's get our guest on here uh today. Uh we're honored to have Mike Cahill from Team Jennifer Cahill Charities. Mike, how are you? Good today.
1: Trying great, to stay warm. Great.
0: Yeah, you know, it's uh, you know, the it's it's funny. Like we're live right now, and right now it's it's gotten colder. Uh there's been a lot of rain, so the ground is like get a lot of moisture in it. My sump up I think, has been running nonstop, you know, for about a week. And uh, now things are starting to like ice up and we've got some snow coming. And, and we talked pre-show, you're you're kind of a snow guy, right?
1: I love the snow. It's snowing now, actually. It started early. Is it really?
0: Okay. Yeah. A couple of flurries. Yeah, I know. I can
1: see it out the office window.
0: I know uh, when I looked at it over the weekend, it was going to start like sometime Tuesday morning or early morning, something like that. Now it's Become this Monday overnight thing. So, um, I don't know if we'll be open on time tomorrow or not. We we've already pushed back our our customer deliveries to to the next day. Um, yeah, try to keep the team as safe as possible. But I'm kind of with you. I, I like the snow. Um, but if we're gonna have any sort of snow event, I want it to be a big snow event. You know, not just these, not just like an inch or two. Like like give me give me five or six good inches
1: or more. That would that's kind of what I would prefer. Absolutely. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So shut it down for a week. That
0: there we go. There we go. All right, Michael. So uh we'll we're we're gonna get into uh your story and the team Jennifer Cahill charity story. I just wanted to ask you, you know, since we were talking about New Year's resolutions, do you have a, a New Year's resolution or something you're looking to do in twenty twenty
1: four here? Yeah, my New Year's resolution is to not make a New Year's resolution. That way I can break <laughs> it right away and be <laughs> into my <laughs> year there you go
0: yeah if you never make one then yeah you can't you can't break it it's yep that's right all right well fair enough hey you know a resolution doesn't have to be this big grand thing it could simply be nothing
1: just just have fun with it you know make those new year's resolutions like you know i want to save more than i spend and things like that and it just never seemed to happen so yep you know i just try to be the best me i can be for the day that i'm in and see where that gets me through the year. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, sounds good. Thanks for, thanks for playing
0: along. <laughs> All right. So you're here, you're representing the J- team, Jennifer Cahill charities. Uh, Jennifer, uh, was your wife and I know you have a story, uh, behind the charity and behind, uh, Jennifer. Uh, can you share a little bit about,
1: uh, Jennifer and, and how the charity got started? Well, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you that the, I'll start at the beginning. Um, okay, perfect. everybody likes a love story. And uh, Jen's and ours was a, a a whirlwind of a love story. Um, we met in March of 2011. Okay. Uh, and uh, what, the first time I saw her, she's one of those gals that, you know, she's sitting in the front of the room. The first thing I noticed was her smile. And, and I knew a girl like that would never go for a guy like me. Uh no, why is that? Come on. Uh, other than the the pass and go hellos, and you know, there was no conversation till May of 2011. First time we okay. actually had a conversation. Um, I do a large cookout um in, in uh for for the recovery community every year uh, in Lancaster. Okay. And uh, it, it my, my it opened up my house. It's actually come to be. I view it as their cookout. We just host it at my house. That's all. Yeah, um, and cool. uh, uh, Jen had interest interest in uh, gardening, and I needed some Jeez. things done to get the, the house prepped at the time and um, talk to her about that. She came over to help out with that. And uh, that was Memorial Day weekend, 2011. And okay. uh, we went on our <laughs> first date in June 2011. And got married July 5th, 2011. And, so that uh,
0: was, that was pretty quick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it was, uh, 10 and a half wonderful years with her. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, as, as with any marriage, you have your bumps in the roads and the ups and the downs, sure. but you know, she, she was, she was a pretty amazing woman. And, um, yes. I, 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 I miss her every day and, and yep. I'm, I'm very open about that. Um, yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, 2020, uh, fast forward, mm-hmm. uh, Jen was diagnosed with uh, cancer. A um, couple of months later, uh, about about two months into her initial treatment, um, the uh, VA had wanted to do an emergency colostomy. She had a squamous cell carcinoma mm-hmm. that metastasized mm-hmm. as a colorectal cancer. Um, was metastatic in the liver and the, and the uh, lymph nodes when they found it. Um, mm-hmm. the VA told us that it was, uh, treatable and her age that they'd get it and they, she'd live a long and happy life. Uh, as I said, about two months into her treatment, um, she had developed issues, uh, went to the VA to get checked. Mm-hmm. Um, the VA wanted to do an emergency colostomy on her, which I demanded a second opinion. Um sure. and had her transported to uh Lancaster General, who is affiliated with the Adby Barginger Cancer Institute. Mm-hmm. Um and sure. they are just phenomenal out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Dr. Javari was her uh lead oncologist, an absolute wonderful woman. She is uh very compassionate. Um and not, a, and she'll take the time, not only with the patient but with the family to help with the understanding right. Uh, right. when there's questions about the treatment and so forth. Um, and uh, Doctor Javari, uh, when we had her transported, um, they had they they did a uh, exploratory examination under anesthesia to check mm-hmm. things out, see what was going on. Turned out that she didn't need the colostomy. Uh, the doc said she needed a heavy regiment of mural and water. And excuse me a second.
0: Yeah.
1: Sherry. Uh, so that she needed a heavy dose of mural and water, clean her mm-hmm. system out. Um, and Dr. Javari was the one that told me, uh, that her cancer was treatable, not curable, and not survivable. Uh, mm-hmm. immediately after that that uh, exploratory examination, Jen had gone res- non-responsive. She went into convulsions and went non-responsive. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was scary. Sure. At that time and just hearing the news that you know this is treatable, not curable, not survivable, while Jen is non-responsive, um, I was talking to friends and of course I want to know what's going on, so I check into the VA, I'm, I'm 100% uh, disabled veteran, Jen was a 100% disabled veteran as well. Okay, yeah. And, and uh, uh, when the VA presented benefits package, they talked to us about a burial policy, it was a $10,000 burial policy. Okay. And the way that it was presented, it appeared as though it was part of the benefits package that we received. Right. Well, we found out at this time that that's not the case. It's mm. something that you have to apply for within one year of enrollment into the VA.
0: Oh, my. So, so you went from thinking you had this $10,000 benefit to having zero.
1: Right. Okay. Right. Wow. Because we wanted to, you know, get things in place and, and start working, sure. uh, you yeah, know, for the inevitable and preparing for it and making sure that we had right. all our ducks in a row. Right. So uh, on I had of... talked to friends about this and. Yeah. Poof, yeah, yeah, on top ahead. of hearing that news, right, on top of hearing that news, we're finding out now that we don't have the benefit that we believe we have. So now there's a double right. whammy. Yep. Yep. So started talking to friends and family about this and told them, you know, what we had found out. Uh, and there's a pretty <clears throat> common thought that veteran services are free. Um, the veteran, ser- the, the what the veteran is entitled to is uh, a burial plot and a marker at a national or a state authorized cemetery. Mm-hmm. There are qualifications that go through that. Virtually all veterans are are uh, eligible for that. Sure. Um, they're given the the burial plot, a marker, um, and an allotment of either two or uh, three hundred or two thousand dollars, depending on that veteran's service. Um, and and some other variables, um, we had found that the uh, morticians' fees, uh, transportation costs, uh, cremation, whatever route you decide to go, that falls on the family, yeah. and and what we were finding is that on average, there's anywhere from three to. Uh, $12,000 that can be left to the family. An average runs around five or 6000 that that falls to the family after yeah, expenses. Wow. wow. Um, so we're obviously not prepared for that. Friends and family started sure. doing fundraisers for us on a personal level, uh, and we created a Facebook page that we wanted to keep people included as to what was going on, where the events were going to be, and how Jen was doing right. with her treatments and so forth. Um. And then over the course of time, uh, we started the, the Facebook page in July of 2020, mm-hmm. uh, over the course of the next several months, uh, we started gaining a following and other women veterans from throughout the country were reaching out to Jen or myself mm-hmm. saying that they're in the same position. They didn't know what they were going to wow. do. Jen's story was giving them hope that things would work out for them and so forth. Right. Uh, we raised the funds to be able to prepay her expenses, uh, And with what was left, Jen said that she wanted this stuff to keep going mm-hmm. for other women veterans. Um, so the mission started as being to prepay and pre-plan final expenses and arrangements for female veterans with terminal cancer who don't have life or burial insurance. Gotcha. Also to educate on the cancer issue, which uh, there's 20 million veterans nationwide. Two million of those veterans are women veterans. Mm-hmm. The cancer statistic is that for every uh, picture that's up right now is uh, Marie Sipler. She's the uh, funeral director that tended to Gen services, and she is just a wonderful, wonderful woman. Um, very compassionate, very considerate. Sorry for the pause there, but you know, definitely yeah, definitely no, give that shout great. out to Marie. She's she's amazing. And, um, and her name again, and and where where's yeah. her Marie Sipler? She's with good Sipler Funeral Home. Uh, okay, she has I think she has two locations now. One is in Reamstown. Okay, yeah, and and True. she is she's just an amazing woman. Um, but as we're going on and developing the organization, um, we we started finding other things, and such as going back to the statistics for every hundred thousand veterans. are diagnosed with some kind of cancer annually. Mm -hmm. And of that 505.8, 30% as a statistic from 2000, it was either 2017 to 2019, stated that 30% of the diagnoses were women veterans. Mm, Wow. And that number was projected to increase to 40% by uh, 2032.
0: Wow. And then out of the group of people that are diagnosed with, um, you know, that have that diagnosis and then get to a point where there's a terminal diagnosis. I, I would bet that there's a large chunk that don't know anything about the VA and how they might cover something and probably are in the same situation that you and Jennifer were in. Um, I mean, is that, that a really high percentage of the people in that
1: situation? we haven't seen those numbers. We haven't been able to find those right. numbers in, in our research. Right. Uh, what we have found is that there are a lot of veterans that said, well, you know, I'm a veteran. I'm going to go to a national cemetery and my stuff is free. And, well, you better t- just double check that not, because here's right. what we found out. Uh, mm. And they start mm. looking and they yep. come back and they say, thanks for the information because now we can start preparing. Uh, one of the yep. things that we did put in place as we're walking through this cancer journey uh there's a lot of things that happen. We make plans to do something, whatever it may be. Uh right. going to breakfast with friends or going over to a friend's house for dinner. Um and Jen says, Hey, I can't go. You know, I I, I can't be more than away from the bathroom for more than five right. minutes. Right. Uh and I leave because she says, You go, you have fun, you do what you gotta do. And, and enjoy it and don't just stay home for me. I said, I'm going to be just in bed. And what am I going to do? I'm, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be sleeping. So I'd go, I'd come back, you know, a couple of two, three, four hours later and Jen would be outside pulling weeds or, uh, in the kitchen cooking or, uh, right. you know, cleaning the bathroom. And I was like, oh, well, you thought you were so sick, you couldn't go. And here you are doing right. this. What did I do to make you mad? What, what? Why didn't you want to go? Why didn't you just tell right. me you didn't want to go? And it's not that she didn't want to go; it's that the cancer and the treatment mm. it was affecting her this way that it was making yeah. her sick that she couldn't yeah. go. She'd she'd go from having zero energy to you know ready to run a marathon in two hours' time. It, right. it was it was amazing. Right. Uh, and there's nothing in play to coach the family or guide the family through those processes. You're just kind of figuring out these things on your own. But one of the things that we, one of the things that we did is we put in place a chaplain's committee to be able to walk with the family as they're going through that journey.
0: That's great. Yeah. That's what I wanted to ask about the, the education piece. You said some of your, your fundraising where, you know, what you're able to raise goes towards the education piece. So how does somebody that's going through this, Diagnosis the same as you and Jennifer went through. How do they find you and the education that you and the charity are able to provide? Uh, is it through that chaplain? Is that, is that how that works?
1: They contact us. Uh, we put them in, in touch with the chaplain. Uh, okay. Sometimes it's, it's a matter of getting them in touch with other resources that better suit the need or can mm-hmm. be more definitive to the answers rather than just a generalized uh, assessment of, of what we have. Um, some of it is telling them this is what we found out. Here's the courses that we have to take from personal yep. experience. Um, a, a lot of the education comes from things like, uh, this is a good segue into, uh, our, our women veterans day event. Um, a lot of people are not aware of what women veterans day is, uh, let alone that it even exists. Um, and, and what that is, is June 12th, 1948, President Truman signed mm. legislation allowing women to enlist in the armed forces. Prior to 1948, uh, 1917, the U S army created the WANC, which was originally spelled W A N C, stood for women's army nursing corps was part of mm. the army reserve. So 1917 to 1942. Women that were coming into the military were coming in through the reserve component in an auxiliary or a volunteer capacity, and we were limited to the medical field. Right, right. 1942, the WACs were created. Uh, I'm not sure when, I couldn't find a definition, a a defined time when the waves were started, but WAC was originally WAAC, Women's Army Auxiliary Corps. Okay. Uh, And they were starting now to do things like secretarial. Uh, Mail clerks, uh, you know, a- administrative uh, supply yep. and non-combat zones, things like that, as well as the medical. And the WAVES was Women's Auxiliary Volunteer Emergency Services. They were doing the same things. And again, they were part of the Naval Reserve and the Army Reserve. So in 1948, mm-hmm. when President yep. Truman signed that legislation, it allowed women to come into the regular component and be viewed wow. as a member of the armed Service. forces, not wow. an auxiliary or volunteer. So here we are 75 years later. Yeah. Um, 2008, New York became the first state to recognize June 12th as a state holiday, deeming it okay. Women Veterans Day. Yeah. The first Women Veterans Day celebration was hosted in 2018. November of 2022, PA House Bill 2361 was signed, designating June 12th as a state holiday naming it women oh. veterans day in recognition of truman's legislation so this isn't giving women yeah. veterans their own day it's recognizing a point in time in history that's significant mm-hmm. to the country's history military history and women's rights and we believe re- that and we believe that this is something that should be recognized and should be celebrated besides that our our sisters in arms don't get the recognition that they deserve mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and that's what I, this celebration yeah. is about I'd agree with that.
0: You know, that's interesting that, uh, um, and thank you for sharing that, that timeline in history. I really didn't know any of that. Um, so it's, it's really cool that, that you shared that on this show and, um, that you're, you're celebrating it going forward. Uh, I know Chris had it, uh, on the screen there. You've got an upcoming event. I know it's a few months away here, but let's, let's talk about that, um, what uh, what you do and and uh, I'm I'm guessing it's a fundraising event for the team Jennifer Cahill Charities. Um, can you talk about the the event that you've got going up?
1: Yeah, uh, June 8th, uh, which is a Saturday, and June 9th are the dates of the event. Oh, cool. uh, June 12th is a Wednesday, so it falls in the middle of the week. Being that this not is not a great second, day for yeah, right. Being that this is the second week, uh, second year of a new holiday in the Commonwealth. Uh, we're not sure, you know, the impacts who's going to have off, who's not. So to do this as an observance date of June 8th for the expo, uh, we're going to be hosting it in Gettysburg. Um, we're talking very closely with the, uh, uh, World War II museum, uh, host it there. Um, which is nice which would be great for the, the event. And I feel for the, uh, uh, museum. Yeah, uh, absolutely. If, if it, if it comes to be, I mean, this is one of the, one of the places that we're talking to, it's not going to be hosted there. I, at this point in time, um, I'll be meeting with them to, to discuss things later this week. Um, okay. but we're, we're hopeful that it's going to be at, at, the world war two museum, this is the 80th year anniversary of D-Day. Uh, oh, which is too. the sixth is that Thursday, the history in Gettysburg. Um, you know, a lot of people were know Gettysburg for the Civil War. Sure, uh, they don't realize that Gettysburg played a big part sure. in uh, actually Adams County, uh, Dauphin County, Harrisburg area played a huge part in the war effort in World War Two. Uh, oh wow! Making munitions, parts for tanks, airplanes, bombs, right. things like that—that that they were needed. Uh, that again, women were a yes. part of that, as they were in right. the factories doing this stuff while the men were overseas. Right. So this is a this is something pretty pretty huge to be doing this in Gettysburg right after the 80th anniversary of D Day. Um, I, I feel that it's. Uh, Going to bring a lot of light, uh, a lot of light to our, our sisters in arms, yeah. and and the real history that's right here in Pennsylvania that people don't realize. That's
0: great. You know, um,
1: I've made some notes. We'll definitely share
0: out as we get closer uh, to the event. Um, you know, the handful of shows before that, we'll uh, share the event and talk about it more as as it comes uh, closer. Uh, can you talk about you know it's a two day event? Uh, what what goes on during those two days? Um, and is there a cost to attend and, um, you know, what,
1: what, uh, why should people attend? The the first day is about celebrating our our sisters in arms. It's about recognizing their service and letting them know that they played a valuable and crucial role to this country's defense. Many women who served do not Mm. uh, identify as veterans because of being things like being passed over for rank. Um, Mm pushed out of the jobs that they signed up for and things like that. Uh, these are real issues that that happen and because of their treatment, they don't want to identify as a veteran and we want them wow. to know that okay. they played a very significant role in the defense of this country and that their service was just as valuable as mine, if not more. Um, Sorry again. That's okay. Um, with the... uh, uh so with with the expo uh, what what that's about is getting the information to these women veterans that are out there okay making sure that they are aware of the resources both in and out of the VA that can help them mm-hmm. um, you know one of the uh, women veterans that we were able to assist uh, is now serving on our chaplains committee as an ordained minister um, uh, she came into the the organization as an ordained as, as a part of the chaplain's committee as an ordained minister. Um, right. and because of some changes that have happened within the organization, she's now, uh, you know, on our board of directors. So it's kind of mm-hmm. come full circle for her. Um, and, uh, you know, her issue fell outside of what our mission was. Our vision is to be there for all female veterans when they need us. Right. So we find a way to do what we can for that woman veteran who comes to us and says, Here's my issue. And then we get yes, them in touch sure. with the resources that better suit their needs, mm-hmm. both in and out of the VA and uh, watch their story as they grow. Um, she went from literally nothing to now having her own apartment and working full time and, uh, you know, having. Uh, a a lot of uh, enjoyment in life going from the story that she tells. And then, you know, her story is her story. I'm not going to divulge a whole lot of information, but um, you know that, and you know, we, we believe in the confidentiality stuff. So yeah, absolutely. um, You know, if, if, if uh, she'd want to tell her story and get it out there publicly, we'd be more than happy to set something up with you to get it out there.
0: Um, Yeah. And, and we could tell that story. We'd, we'd be honored to tell that story. Uh, Couple questions. Uh, so there, there's the education that you provide to really the general public and specifically women veterans. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's maybe an estimation maybe you have of how many veterans you potentially been able to impact with, with just education. But then also there's the, the fundraising part where you're providing funds for, uh, people going through that maybe terminal diagnosis and, and uh, helping with the, um, Burial expenses. How many? How many women have you been able to impact financially in th- in that way?
1: Uh, we haven't done anything in the way of the uh, final expense piece. Oh, okay. Um, I got you. So right now, though, we are set up uh, that if if we had a woman veteran come to us that was in that position, we'd be able to take care of it. I got you. Um, got you. And that that's a good place to be. Uh, right, and that's, that's a segue fantastic. into how because the cancer scope among the women veteran is such a narrow focus. Right, we're now broadening the horizons. Um, that ordained minister that I was talking about, mm-hmm. uh, the the one veteran that we assisted, we're looking into a program to train her and certify her as a peer lead. To start doing peer-led support groups for MST survivors, domestic abuse, and things like that, um, we're looking into uh, what else can we do for that woman veteran who is terminal, has some kind of a terminal right. illness, like a, a diabetes or something, that she's not able to get up and around, get to the grocery store, and that kind of thing, that we'd be able to, you know, once a month, maybe take around a round of, a groceries tour to make sure that she's right. okay. Um, right. And, and and these are just things that we're discussing. They're not, they're yep. ideas that have come out uh, just to do something to recognize her as a significant part of this country's history and defense. Yeah. Um, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, what of the, you know, sadly, what the go ahead. Sadly, that the, the cancer issue, you you know, when we were going through that and, and being contact by eight different women veterans, it triggered that thought for Jen that I don't want any woman veteran to go through mm-hmm. the things that I went through. Right. So right. I want to do something to alleviate that. And uh, we got so that's, narrow, that's we, got, we got so narrow focused and hyper focused on the cancer piece that we kind of blurred some of the other stuff that were going on. Right. And now three years into this, we're seeing the things that we missed and we're starting to look to open that up because our vision is to be there for all female Mm -hmm. veterans when Mm -hmm. they need us. That's fantastic. Uh, one thing we always
0: ask, um, especially, you know, nonprofits, charitable organizations, you know, um, how can, how can the Lancaster community, uh, get involved, uh, and, or help. Um obviously uh, you, you know, need to raise funds. Um so there's a financial piece, but also um I'm sure, you know, nonprofits and charitable organizations are always looking for volunteers to help run events and things like that. Um, what kind of help can the Lancaster County um or community, Lancaster community, provide to the team Jennifer KL charities?
1: Uh we have a Ray of opportunity here uh, for volunteers, we are an all volunteer organization. Right, everything right. that comes into the organization, somehow, some way, benefits women veterans. Yeah, you know, great. We we have an office Fantastic. that office has been used as a safe haven. Uh, oh well, wow. you know it's it's there to give them that comfort and offer them that place to go when they need just a place to go. Uh, right. We've had. Uh, the three years that we've had the office—it'll uh, be three years in April that we've had the office—and and the reason we got the office uh, at the time we started the organization, COVID was just starting. Yeah, Jen has yeah. cancer. We're holding these meetings, you know, in in our kitchen, putting Jen to to at risk, or going out in the general public, going into restaurants and sitting in the back room of that, you know, the, their banquet room to have a meeting and. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a certain danger that went with that because of COVID. Sure, yeah, um, tough time, and uh, so we we decided that for her safety and her benefit that we should maybe get an office. We found an office, yeah. and and uh, it's so the three years that we've been here, almost three years that we've been in this office. Uh, twice, I've had women veterans that stopped in just to say hi and thanks for being here, and that's um, great knowing that there's that safe place that they can go where they're going to be welcomed and not, yep. uh, you know, one, one in particular stopped in and, goes, you okay, yeah, and no, not really. And and she just mm-hmm. did this verbal vomit for about 15, 20 minutes and right. gave her a bottle of water and said, you're going to be okay? She said, yes, thank you very much. And she left and haven't she seen, haven't seen her since. And she we came someone in and to she, talk to. She showed her ID to prove that she was a veteran. Mm-hmm. But she just needed to vent, and yeah. sometimes that's enough. It's just yeah. that they know that there's somebody that's here for them, and, and as long All as right. we can do that, we're doing okay uh, the the uh um, American Legion right now has their, their their big push of be the one in, and okay. in suicide prevention. Um, suicide is, if you had the same amount of women veterans as you do male veterans, the number of women veteran suicide attempt and successful attempt would actually surpass the male counterpart.
0: Mm,
1: wow. Well, That's okay. large in part because of the MST, because of the way that being treated and uh, that feeling of being insignificant. And right. we want to change that. We want to be the one that they know that they can turn to and count on, that we will do whatever we can to help them, at least, if nothing else, find the resources that are going to better suit their needs. That's fantastic.
0: Michael, if um, there are people listening that want to learn more about uh, the efforts of Team Jennifer Cahill Charities, uh, they want to learn more about the event uh, coming up and future, events and also uh, who, who might want to get involved volunteering donating whatnot where's the best place to do that uh, I know you've got a website you've got a Facebook page uh, and Chris can bring those up there on the screen is that is that the best way to get in touch with you um, uh, and and to find more
1: information uh, phone call I'm, I'm an old cool kind of guy uh, all right yeah I think we know.
0: had your uh, phone number on the screen there seven one seven three seven one three
1: zero three five that's yourself yep yep um, yep. but to, Great. to, to go back, I said, I'm sorry, I kind of went off on a little tirade there, but to go back to, no, no, cool. to, to the opportunities that are here, uh, yeah. we are new and the <laughs> collection of, of people that we have are friends that knew Jen, okay, right, right. that watched her journey. Um, uh, some of us are veterans, some of us are civilians. Yeah. Um, and, and we come from a wide range of background, uh, you know the our our chaplain served uh, Ken Williamson. he served mm-hmm. with the Pennsylvania Army National Guard retired as a captain um, and he's uh, just been phenomenal in in his role as our lead chaplain um, our i t director was uh, stationed on a guided missile cruiser uh, wow. myself, I was Army infantry uh, the uh, Ordained minister that I just told you about. She was a cook, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and we had a bus driver and and uh, somebody else that has a background in in uh, book, uh, not bookkeeping, um, uh, receptionist, secretarial type. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nobody in the organization that really had any grasp of you know business development. Sure. Um sure. so you know, things got done very backwards. We like, yep, this sounds like a good idea. Let's do it. Holy cow, what do we do?
0: <laughs> well, hey, that you gotta get started somehow. And and oh. you know what what I'm feeling like I feel I feel your heart uh for you know the the cause and and I feel you know really Jennifer's heart coming through with what you're putting together and the uh the female veterans that you're going to help. Uh, that you've helped so far and that you're going to help in the future. Um, I think you've got a a fantastic thing here. And, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, we we run a business here. We've done things that we thought like, Oh yeah, we probably should have thought a little, little differently. You, you, you you run through those, but man, your, your heart is shining through on this. And, um, you know, you'll, you'll get there. Um, and that sounds like you've got some great people in place, including yourself, uh, to impact. The lives of of female veterans going through the same thing that Jennifer went through.
1: Well, one of the, I guess, two of the things that that we could really use is somebody that knows nonprofit business
0: yeah. to kind okay. of
1: coach us along the way. Um, you know, come in, sit on our board of directors, mm. give us the tasks, the goals that we need to do to get this thing off the ground, and then marketing. I mean, you know, our mm-hmm. marketing so far has been word of mouth and, and, uh, whatever sure. we get out on the internet, on our Facebook page, LinkedIn and and our website, yep. uh, flyers and grocery stores and that kind of stuff. So, you know, the, the, the marketing aspect has been a struggle. Uh, yeah, sure. And, sure. and if, as far as contributions, you know, I'm an old school kind of guy. I believe in the mail system, you know, put a check, send yep. it in the mail, uh, um, show up, drop it off, uh, we do have a Facebook, uh, or, excuse me, a, um, uh, PayPal and a sure. Square Venmo set up on, on our website. Yep. Um, hit those links and, and drop it in that way too. Um, you know, there are expenses to running a business and no question. Yeah. No. You know, and, and it's beyond the insurance, you know, right. it's, it's things that people don't think about when we're doing those events you know, those events are there to benefit those women veterans. Our first Women Veterans Day event that we did last year, we were able to recognize uh, she's since passed away mm-hmm. uh, Myrtle Council. She was a World War II veteran, 99 years oh. old. Oh my gosh. She served 1944 to 1946 as part of the Army Reserve Wave, excuse me, the the uh, Naval Reserve Waves. Um, she was a yeoman and just an absolute spitfire of a woman. She was just uh, to, to meet her, you wouldn't have known that she was 99 years old. She had so much energy. She had such a quick wit, as sharp as a tack. Um, sadly, we lost uh, Myrtle about two weeks before Christmas.
0: Mm. Um, yeah. But I, I bet that meant the world to her and her family
1: that she, she was able to honor her last year. She said to me that she hadn't felt that special in a long time and felt That's more cool. special that day than what she did on her wedding day. That's Oh, wow. That's So, cool. when we're making that kind of an impact on these yeah. women veterans, uh, there's, there's a woman who's part of our outreach in uh, uh, Lebanon. Um, mm-hmm. She felt so unvalidated. She didn't want to identify as a veteran. She didn't want anything mm-hmm. to do with wow. being a veteran because of things that happened to her in the, there's Myrtle. Right there, there she she's, is. <laughs> uh, she's great. That's she she was awesome. great. Um, uh, she what? told us that it's because of our interaction with her uh, that she felt validated. She felt recognized, yeah. and it's changed her view as to how she looks at her service, and she is now mm-hmm. proud to be a veteran. That's awesome. Uh, So to have these impacts, um, (laughs) you know, though it may not be in the scope of the mission, it's positive impacts on these women veterans lives. Absolutely. To be able to be there for these women veterans is what Jen just wanted to be there for her sisters in arms. And I get to carry that vision on for her. Yeah. Well,
0: Michael, this has been great time. Um, Thank you for sharing Jennifer's story. Uh, and and your story uh and and everything that team Jennifer K Hill charities uh does and has uh uh built so far and will continue to build uh going forward uh to impact female veterans um female uh, or women's veterans day is June 12th yes
1: sir June 12th the celebration 12th. i, I yep. didn't I, I didn't finish up uh the 9th June 9th the second part of the event
0: oh yeah yeah, the first day you're recognizing the, the, right. the women veterans. The first the, day is the, the expo. Day
1: two. Day yep. two is a Women Veterans Day awareness ride to bring awareness to Women Veterans Day oh, cool. and what it is. Uh, that's going to be hosted by Rolling Saints, Bikers for Jesus, uh, cool. which are based out of Adams County. Uh, cool. The Gettysburg Legion riders are going to be a part of it. Um, and I'm not sure what other groups are going to be there, but I'm hoping that this thing turns out to be pretty big. Um, so,
0: uh, so, so do, uh, riders, um, bike riders, they pay, uh, uh,
1: something to be involved and then right, they, they, they would put up a donation, idea. um, yep. you know, whatever, whatever the, uh, rolling saints come up with as far as they're hosting and heading up the ride and, uh, we're gotcha. just a beneficiary so, of it. Um, That's yeah, cool. you know, that's and, and cool. as far as the women veterans day thing through sponsorships, we're hoping that we can do the same thing this year that we did last year. And that's with a little twist this year. it was, Last year it was to treat the women veterans to a luncheon. Great. Um, which was fully sponsored. Uh, a couple of them had brought their husbands, which we weren't prepared for, unfortunately. So this year uh, it's to treat that woman veteran and her yeah. spouse, kids, uh, yeah. to that luncheon. Um, anybody else would be, you know, if you're not a veteran, uh, and you're not a spouse of, then it would be whatever the donation is for the meal that right. day. Um, right. and, uh, again, we're hoping to have this uh, event fully sponsored again this year. Um, so is it a fundraising event per se through sponsorships? Yes, because whatever yep. we have left over can go to the next event, uh, go to our missions. Um, you know, help with reaching that woman veteran that is in need of the services that we are set up to provide. That's cool. That's great.
0: Uh, like I said, definitely share with me, uh, share with us, uh, some of the details as we get closer to the event. Um, you know, remind us of the dates, remind us that it's coming up and we'll definitely get that out on, on Lancaster Connects. Make sure, uh, we'll share out the links, uh, to, for people to learn more uh about Women's Veterans Day and how you're celebrating it with Team Jennifer K Health Charities. Okay. Thank you very much Michael. for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Um just as a last last question, we didn't get to do our connection cocktail. We'll just do one connection cocktail question. Um you know, our, our well for I guess first lead in question. Are you a Lancaster native? Are you a Lancaster guy
1: all your life? Uh, I was born in Redondo Beach, California, and moved out here in 1974. What are you doing in Lancaster? If you're on the beach in California, my dad was in the Navy, stationed in San Diego. My mother, uh, my grandmother, had taken my mother to uh, California for a vacation and Mm -hmm. happened to meet my mom, and here I am. There, that's cool. That's cool. So, what? what
0: do you what do you like the most about the Lancaster community? you've been here for a long time? Is there something about the Lancaster community that just you know gets you the,
1: the when 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 things are going bad, how the community rallies around mm-hmm. within yeah. within the church, the neighbors uh, yeah. people that you don't even know you know. Yeah. Had somebody that I don't know showed up and dropped chicken soup off when my wife passed away. Right. Right. No, yeah. it was who are you? That's fantastic. Well, I heard your wife passed away and thought this might help you out. And they, mm. That's, that's beautiful. I, actually, I think it was lasagna, not chicken soup, but you know, they stopped up. And here's a tray of food. And it's, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, I, and that's, that's neat when that happens. Um, yeah. I, I, I just, uh, I love the beauty here. Yep, You know, I mean, you have a big town buildings all over the place and I drive 15 minutes away and I'm out in the country and, you yep. walking in the woods and seeing what God put out there for me to see.
0: Yeah, that's great. I mean, we see that we, we often ask that question of our guests, um, especially those who, who, you know, have lived in Lancaster a long time. And we see that common thread, you know, woven through really everybody's story of how the community helps support the community right so everybody you know um you know really has a a good heart to to help others in need and uh you know we see that with you know charities helping other charities and people making connections with other people and you know just that that story of somebody you don't even know uh seeing somebody uh who could who could use A little pick me up and, uh, delivered food to you. So that, that's really cool. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. Michael, Michael, this has been a great time. Thank you for sharing, um, uh, Jennifer's story and, uh, what you're, the great things you're doing with Team Jennifer Cahill Charities. Uh, we look forward to sharing your event, uh, coming up here on, uh, in June. Thank you very much. Yeah. Have a great afternoon. You too. Yep. Thanks. All right. Uh, fantastic, um, time spent there with, with Michael. Uh, appreciate his time and all the hard work that he and others are doing, uh, with Team Jennifer KL Charities. And, and like he said, it's all volunteer run. Um, so if, if you're listening and, uh, you can help in any way, whether that's volunteering or financially or attending the, uh, Women's Veterans Day event coming up in June. Uh, please do. Um, you know, uh, nonprofits and charitable organizations, um, need our help. Um, good people doing great things for other people. Um, you know, uh, community-based support is, is where it's all at. All right. Well, we're about to wrap up the show here. Just a couple of quick things. Um, you know, you can watch this show and past episodes, uh, lancasterconnects.com. Uh, go to the website. You can see the episodes page there. Um, we're on episode 127. I believe Michael was our 127th guest. Uh, so there are a lot of past shows, a lot of great organizations that we've highlighted over the years. Uh, if you'd like to be on the show, go to lancasterconnects.com slash guest. Uh, and, uh, you could, uh, just fill out a little form there to be a guest. Tell us, uh, why you'd be a good fit to be on the show. I think at the moment we've got guests booked through March into, into April. So we've got a couple months worth of guests uh, under our belt here, uh, going forward, um, I do, uh, want to support our sponsor Gardner's mattress and more the business that I co-owned with Jeff and the four walls with which I sit within, um, just a quick testimonial for Gardner's mattress and more. Uh, we had someone named Sarah purchase a mattress within the last couple of weeks and she gave us a nice little shout out here on Google. Uh, she said the service was excellent, knowledgeable, and thorough. I could tell he, talking about Drew, uh, had lots of experience and was honest. It's a huge difference dealing with a business that has been around for years and is trustworthy, uh, and the process was easy, and you can't beat a 20-year warranty. Highly recommend gardeners if you want a great product and no hassle. No hassle is what we are all about. Um, look at mattresses. It's it's uh, not rocket science. Uh, we know how to help you find the mattress that's the best fit for your sleep needs. If you allow us the opportunity to do that, we will deliver on that promise 100% of the time. So um, thank you to Sarah for leaving that great review and thank you for your business and thank you to all of our, our customers, uh, whether you leave a review or not, uh, you you all mean as much to us as everybody else. So um, I think that's about the show. Uh, we, uh, again, great guests, Michael KL for Team Jennifer kl Charities, give them a look. Uh, you can find them on Facebook and on their website. And um, Women's Veterans Day in June, we'll we'll talk more about that as it gets closer. We'll share that event. And um, I think that's the the show for this week. I hope Jeffrey is feeling better. for For next week, we'll get get him back on here. Uh, missing the the Ben and Jeff Tom you know it's just it's just not the same as those show, So um, Jeff, uh, heal up there, and um, I think that's it. Till the next connection. See you on LinkedIn